Um, as you guys may know, we record uh, we record this for the podcast. So if you um, if you check out the podcast, um, it's outside the box. This is part of our Q and A series uh, for outside the box, and we are going to to jump in here. Um, okay, so this is um, a, a question we got that I think it's a, it's an important one, and and uh, it's about uh, the vaccine. We're not going to you know get too controversial here with the vaccine stuff, but uh, this is a, a question I'm sure a lot of people are thinking of. Um, They're telling my son he will be dishonorably discharged if he does not get the vaccine. What vaccine would you recommend if you have to get it? Um, this sounds like that is a, a situation where you have to get it, and we're super, uh, super sorry um, that that is the situation. Uh, what's your thoughts on that, Doc? Well, that is a sad situation. I'm sorry to hear that. You know, I've, I've been bombarded with... Um, with similar tales in my office from nurses, many physicians, um, some pharmacists, some physical therapists, some teachers, um, uh, some executives, um, people that work for companies like UPS and any large company. Um, it's, it's a really tough situation. Um, you know, um, I don't like to say too much bad about the vaccine um, for fear of being pulled off the air. But, um, you know, there, there's some pe groups of people that uh, probably do benefit by the vaccine. Um, but I believe it should be an individual choice. Um, you know, um, I would probably uh, think about um, maybe... I, yeah, the Moderna is probably the most potent one. You know, it, it probably gives the best coverage. Uh, may tend to have a little more side effects than the J and J. Uh, but, but if you probably, if you want one that may not cause a problem, um, it's it's almost like a toss-up. You know, the the J and J is a one-shot deal. Um, it probably wears off a little quicker. As you know, all of them are just losing their, their abilities to protect after, after a while. Um, so, you know, again, I can't say too much about, about this on the air because it'll get, this thing will get pulled. But all I will tell you is um, you can try to get a letter of exemption, you know, if you have a, a strong reason why uh, you do not want to get the, the jab. Um, and there, there are several reasons um, that you can give previous allergic reactions to vaccines. Um, certainly try to get some antibodies checked, draw the antibodies, and if you have strong antibodies, uh, you've got a good case for not getting the jab for sure, you don't need it. Um, the, I still believe the natural immunity um, if you have that, it's the best coverage you have. Um, <clears throat> you know, so, um, pro you know, the Pfizer may be the one that may be the best intermediary because it's a, it, I see less side effects with that one than Moderna. It's a two-shot regimen. It is mRNA. Um, the J&J is a one-shot deal. doesn't seem to be as good a coverage, and you can see blood clots with it. I certainly would not take that one if I was a young a teenager or anybody under 30 probably on that one. Um, so that's kind of my feelings. I, I just hate it that um, that's what's happened to your son. That, I mean, that's, that's just a shame. Um, but um, if, if he does elect to get it, then certainly pre-treat him for the week before the shot with an 81 milligram aspirin high dose omega-3s, four fish oils a day, and a uh, supplement called NAC, N-acetylcysteine, and do that for a week before and a week after. Um, and certainly uh, just uh, hopefully be fine if you got it. Probably do fine with it, um, you know, but, you know, you hate to risk somebody's career for this, especially at a certain, at a younger age.
group. Um, but we're, we're, you know, I filled out a few exemptions today. That's not saying for everybody to come in for an exemption, but they seem to be not taking the religious exemptions too seriously. But medical, you know, we've gotten a few through, I think, work. But I really don't see how this mandate's going to go through. I still, on January 4th, I still have my doubts about whether or not it will go through. It's just going to be a mess. Um, there's too many people willing to uh, go ahead and retire, lose their jobs, or do something different with a smaller company um, or somebody that's not associated with a government company. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's just the toughest situation I've ever seen with, um, you know, kind of interfering with your own decisions on how to, you know, treat yourself health-wise. It's almost, to me, a HIPAA violation to even ask somebody if they've been vaccinated or not. Um, you know, uh, just tell them that that's not their business, you know. Um, but so I'm hoping that they, they're going to relax that because there's going to be thousands of our military, police forces, school teachers, nurses that have previously served on the front lines. Now they're out of a job. Um, many doctors that I know, um, and again, I'm not speaking, I'm not saying you shouldn't get it. I'm not going to uh, dish you if you get it or if you don't get it. Um, I do think it needs to be personal choice. And, um, you know, if, if it was uh, something that's unbelievably good and risk-free, then, you know, everybody would be at the front of the line. But I think where there is risk, significant risk, there should be choice. So, um, but unfortunately, if you do work for the government, um, you're going to probably be out of luck very soon, not even January 4th. That's the, the mandate if it goes through for companies over 100. So, well, it's a real quandary. And it really is. It really is. And my heart, it feels for you. Um, but um, um, so it, sound, it sounds yeah, like that's my good advice. It sounds like uh, Pfizer um, would be the That's one. That's a long, a long, a long way around that question, but probably if I was to tell him what to do, if he gets it, that's probably the one I would get. Okay. All right. This is going to be a an, an ice cream slash ivermectin question, um, and uh, this is about you know if you if you realize you you do get COVID or have gotten COVID. Uh, please give us the amount of ivermectin that one begins when they realize uh, they have COVID. And I believe that's the way the question was um, was asked. If it's not, okay. um, you can uh, put in the comments and I'll, yeah, I'll it's, correct it's, myself. It's weight-based. Again, ivermectin is not such a dirty word as it was before because people are starting to realize that, man, this stuff really does work for both prophylaxis treatment and I treat a lot of long haulers from it. And a lot of them get better pretty quickly. Um, so it's not such a dirty word. And fortunately, the good news about living in Tennessee and practicing in Tennessee is that we had a, a bill passed by the state legislature um, about 10 days ago saying from Governor Lee, and it signed off, it's, it's effective, that as far as COVID treatment or any treatment, it's between the patient and the physician, you know, so he's cutting out the bureaucrats that are non-physicians trying to tell doctors what to do. So it's it, with informed consent, you can treat with what you want to. And we don't take that lightly because we're, you know, we're, we're responsible to the patient. That's why we have malpractice. We don't want to, you know, do any harm. So certainly ivermectin is a very safe drug. Um, you know, the FDA calling it horse dewormers, a bogus thing. Um, we use veterinary medicines, just like we use medicines for people. We use the same medicines. We use ivermectin for ki young kids with lice or scabies, river blindness, for a lot of different reasons. And it's been very effective for viruses. Um, so um, it's not a dirty word. There's been many, many studies that show it does work. And um, I've had one or two people get a little nauseous with it when I used to have to use the higher doses for severe COVID. But that's it. I just knock on wood, haven't seen any adverse reactions. And, and when you hear the hot, the ERs are full of people uh, with overdose of ivermectin, that is pure BS. Um, uh, so um, the dose that you, you, you use, if you have, for prophylaxis, I use 0.2 milligrams per kg, 
per kilogram of body weight. And I usually just use it once a week now. Um, during the surges, I'll use it twice a week. Um, but for treatment, I usually use 0.4 milligrams per kilogram. For severe cases, I go up to 0.6 milligram per kg. So it depends on the weight. And um, of course, that's not the only treatment. You, you have to treat, um, and please don't go to Tractor Supply and try to dose this on your own. Just call us and you know we'll get the correct stuff for you, the real the real stuff that's compounded to your weight. Just don't guess on that. I guess you could put horse paste in your mouth. It is ivermectin, but you know, it's not really meant to be, you know, a cream form for your mouth or put on you. So um, it's easy to get the ivermectin for me through uh, uh, local compounded pharmacists in all the cities that we practice in. So I have officially opened up um, treatment back to Tennesseans. Um, so, um, certainly. And that was, that was largely my, due to the resolution and yeah, well, I just uh, feel a lot more comfortable. Yeah. You know, I don't want to lose my license for doing something good, uh, right. you know, or, or get threatened from other States that, you know, that get in trouble for it. I just don't want that hassle, but, um, certainly you can find, uh, doctors willing to treat this, uh, frontline doctors and, and others, but it's always good to talk to a physician on a personal basis. You know, everybody's different and you really need to, to throw a lot of things at these people and depending on the symptoms, um, you know, like, uh, antibiotics, uh, steroids, maybe after day five, sometimes sooner inhaled steroids. Um, sometimes I, I still use hydroxychloroquine sometimes, but, um, I use H1 and H2 blockers. I use blood thinners, usually aspirin, sometimes stronger. So it just depends on the situation. Um, so when we treat somebody, um, and I've got a staff that's highly trained. We've treated thousands of people, treated many today. There seems to be a little surge going. I think in the last week, there are 16 states that have, that have picked up, and their the cases are way up. Um, you know, it's hard to understand why why we're having these surges and this thing won't go away. We've had we've given out like 451 million jabs, and well over 100 million have had had it so far. So why we're not developing herd immunity? You well, can, less you is don't. less is reported, but but we're we're, yeah. we're guessing, we're anticipating, we're we're yeah, saying there's no that, doubt. There's no doubt. Yeah. And now that you have home testing, which you should do, get a kit and check yourself at home, uh, you know, that, that way it's a little more private and you can call and get treated and not have to go to somewhere that's not going to treat you anyway. But the promising new thing is the monoclonal antibodies. Yep. Um, you know, that's, that's, I send a lot of people with them. And, and now that we have the subcutaneous monoclonal antibodies, you don't have Regeneron, you don't have to go to the hospital and get the infusions to get those it's, it's kind of a hassle you have to get in a long queue for it and you've got to qualify you've got to meet a pretty stringent qualifications for the sub q you just need to be over 18 uh with one risk factor like if you have a bmi of over 25 they're gonna they're gonna do it so i, I don't think i've had anybody turned down for that hmm. and i've sent many for the subcutaneous shots and usually it's one of the local pharmacies that do it right while you're in your car. You wait in your car for half an hour or so. Um, you get four subcutaneous shots, two in each arm, and uh, uh, it seems to work pretty well. You got to again. I want to emphasize early treatment. Early treatment. You got to have zinc, and everybody out there now should be on DC and zinc. Everybody knows that, um, probably quercetin, uh, but um, you know. Uh, and and I'm 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 hopeful too. You mentioned early treatment. I'm I'm hopeful that uh, more and more uh, practices, you know, physicians, nurse practitioners, PAs, are, are going to be um, treating um, now that, uh, well, at least in in our state of Tennessee, um, it, it seems that uh, the the regulators have have loosened up a little bit and and letting I'm, them. I'm uh, hoping, but the problem is most most practitioners are tied into these big hospital systems who don't want you to use it. Um, you know, so their, their hands are tied and they, they, they just don't know what to do either. You know, 
So um, you need to call somebody and, and who's experienced in treating that, and and you need to be followed closely. Get a get an oxygen pulse oximeter and follow those O2 levels and very closely. And uh, you kind of hold your hand the whole way through this thing. Yeah, it's just not a once. Yeah, here's your medicine. It's every day we want you calling and reporting how you're doing, and because uh, there's different treatments depending on which level of disease you have, how far into it you are. But I know one thing, it is treatable, and the, the sooner the better, that's for sure. So, All right, let's go to uh, a few more questions here, and then we're going to open up to, to the comments. Uh, this one I, I, I pulled from, from uh, last week's show. We didn't quite get to it, uh, and I think you can, I think I could probably guess for you, uh, what are some of your favorite diet books for anti-inflammatory, autoimmune disease, et cetera? Man, um, I'm trying to think of some of my favorite authors. Of course, Dr. Gundry puts out a good spiel on the uh, the um, autoimmune uh, book. I really like I like I like his stuff. Um, sometimes the products he sells are kind of expensive and all, but um, you know I I just don't like you know when something somebody's trying to sell you something too much, but um uh dr chun i think is a really good one uh dr fung has a lot on the keto diet because i love i love a modified keto diet i like um a lot of in, uh, in intermittent fasting information um there's not a lot of Gosh, well, I forget the doctor's name. A couple of good books he put out. I just bought one a couple of weeks. I forget the. He's an MD, but it's uh, uh, "Don't Die, Eat This." That's yeah, really good. I saw that. Um, I saw that on my mantle, didn't you? I forget yeah. his name though. You know, but uh, um, everybody's different, so I don't like a cookbook diet. I, I'm usually big on uh, a low glycemic, higher good fat, moderate protein. Uh, Dr. Hyman's books, I like his stuff. Um, he's, he's big on the term diabetes. I think he invented that term. So um, Dr. Mark Hyman's good. Um, I'll try to come up with a, a better list when I'm Sitting down, sitting down, thinking about it. What we might do um, is we'll put that we'll put that in the comments in response to to that question, and uh, we'll get a more definitive list. Uh, we might even write a blog post about it. I think that'd be uh, quite helpful for a lot of people. Um, okay, so I, I want to ask this one about quercetin affecting uh, thyroid function. Uh, it is it was too too long for me to put in. Uh, the, the little section I have to, uh, to put these questions. So I'm just going to read off. Um, uh, they say that T3 and T4 on the low end of normal. I have a non-toxic thyroid nodule. I've had ultrasounds and antibody tests, and we are in the just watch stage uh, on no thyroid medication. Uh, and then they go on to say they take uh, ice cream slash ivermectin once, uh, once or twice a week preventatively from our office. Uh, and I have been taking quercetin 500 milligrams for the last few months. Any precautions I need to take or dosage adjustment? On Not the really. You know, you should take a break from quercetin like you should from almost any vitamin. Take it six days instead of seven. And really, um, you know, during this... Uh, Pandemic, certainly, I take a higher dose of quercetin than I usually take. Um, our, the life extension vitamin C has quercetin in it, um, a little more bioavailable, but it's, it's a lot smaller dose. So that's what I usually take. But during the pandemic, I've bumped my level up. Um, I've checked my levels and it haven't affected my thyroid. And I don't think it's affected any of the patients that I've seen. So, you know, um, you might just want to follow it. You know, um, but I've seen, you know, quercetin certainly good for COVID prevention and treatment. And, you know, the one thing that can screw your thyroid up is COVID. That could throw you into an autoimmune Hashimoto's or Graves thyroiditis. You might even want to, you know, um, check your iodine levels, urine iodine levels, and see if you may need a little iodine. Um, 
but uh, it's a good question. So don't be afraid of that. Keep an eye on your thyroid function test and a lot more chance of COVID throwing you into a, uh, an autoimmune picture than the quercetin will. Uh, just don't take your quercetin right around when you take your ivermectin. Space them out by about six to eight hours if you can. It, won't, it wouldn't hurt you, just it won't, it won't make the ivermectin as effective or the quercetin. So. All right. Thank you for, for that question that came over email. Uh, I'm going to go. This is another uh, couple-part question here, so I'll just kind of go through it. Um, my husband was recently told a high uric acid level is a lifelong condition and that it requires daily medication for the rest of your life. Um, they go on to say no low uric diet, uh, no low uric diet was offered. He had a couple bad flares in his wrist that doctor said is contributing to gout. And then, uh, UA level was 2.5 points above normal, but in four months with moderate gout diet alone, he has gotten it down to 1.5 five points or got it down yeah. 1.5 points. And the question is, uh, stay on diet and take meds or stick with diet alone. We're conflicted. Any advice is appreciated. Bless you. Bless yeah, you guys. I would well. definitely think that it can come back down, you know, high uric acid level that causes gout, extremely painful, uh, inflammatory condition in the joints. Usually the starts out in the big toe, but it can get in any joint. Um, but it's part of metabolic syndrome uh, associated with hypertension, obesity, diabetes, um, hypertension. So if you lose weight and stick to that low uric acid diet, like cut out a lot of red meat, maybe cut out some seafood, alcohol, um, processed foods, avoid starving and avoid gorging yourself, then just watch your uric acid levels. You know, a lot of times we use allopurinol. People have repeated attacks, but um, certainly, um, you know, I wouldn't say you're committed to taking a lifelong medicine for it. I would just try to get in the best shape of my life and watch what you eat, see what flares it, and try to go from there. Um, you know, there's. I'm blanking out on any, any of the herbs that we use for that. I'm sure we'll get a few that people can pitch in on this. But um, but no, you, you, I would do what you're doing. I would, I would stick with the diet and just kind of follow your uric acid levels and see how if you flare too much, you know, and there's good treatments for it. Um, actually, one of the treatments for it's colchicine, which is another medicine that we use kind of a repurposed drug. Sometimes we use it for COVID. Um, if, you use, if you use too much of it, you'll get diarrhea. Mm -hmm. but, um, it's certainly good for acute gout attacks. Um, allopurinol is the main one that people use the years daily to kind of keep that uric acid level down to prevent gouty attacks. But um, yeah, I, I would watch it. All right. Thank you for, for that question. Um, next one is, what are your thoughts on using TRS metal detox? Yeah, somebody was talking about that today. Um, and they were going to send me some stuff on it. So I don't know a lot about it, but apparently it worked for them. It's apparently a, a spray that you use. And I don't, you know, I, it, it's probably a good idea to get checked for heavy metals. Um, so their story with that was amazing. Uh, the story in the story in office yeah, on them using that TRS uh, spray, and it, and it worked really good for detoxification from metals. Interesting. Um, yeah. So uh, more on that when I find out more about it. All right. So that is uh, to be determined, but it all looks pretty good based on uh, what he's seeing in office. And this next question is in one patient. Yeah. Uh, with with that one patient, yeah. So yeah. it is one. It's a it's a a, a uh, what do you call it? A uh, protocol one. one? <laughs> I'm forgetting the the language here. Um, okay, uh, forgive me. Uh, here's the next one. Please give an example of a day of eating that gets you all of the 1,200 milligrams of calcium from from food sources. And uh, so this is going back to the, you know, you don't need a calcium yeah. uh, supplement. I don't, I don't think you need an extra calcium supplement. 
And, and this um, is kind of the what they're saying is between milk, yogurt, almonds, salmon, or chicken and cooked greens, uh, usually once a day, I seem to only be able to get to maybe 800. 800 is probably sufficient. I mean, eat more greens if you can. Kale. Um, certainly, I love spinach. Uh, but, um, yeah, take your D with K. Look at your hormone levels, exercise. Um, and... I had a patient that I just got their bone density back and they're on hormones and D with K and they've kind of reversed their osteoporosis. They're now completely normal on their last bone density scan. Um, so see where that, see what happens with that. And uh, so you are confirming that, uh, are you confirming that cooked spinach uh, has more than cooked kale or is? Um, no, I don't know which has more, but eat both. Eat all the greens you can. Okay. You should be able to get plenty. And the 800 number is could be sufficient. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, well, I think that does it for the questions coming in through the week. Uh, if I missed you, um, I apologize. You can shoot me a quick email during this show, uh, and I'll try to get it. Um, if not, I'll get you first thing next week. We're going to go to the comments now. One other thing, Ben, on that last question. I do drink these. Uh, it's called the Mighty Dozen. It's made by Suja. I get it at Fresh Market. It's a drink. You can actually drink your greens if it's hard to, to get all of them in, you know, with all your spinach and kale and yogurt and almonds and all that. And you can actually drink drink some if you want a little more. But, uh, but anyway. All right. All right. Thank you for that. Uh, and I'll go ahead uh, and remind everybody, um, if you are – uh, a, if you, if you're someone that's close to a performance medicine office, we are running our uh, deepest, uh, discounts of the year. Uh, we do this every single black Friday. Uh, we run specials all week long and, uh, you can prepay and, and can buy uh, a whole bunch of stuff for a long period of time. So, uh, we have a lot of people who are on hormones with us and, uh, they buy, uh, quite a bit of the year, um, year's worth of hormones, uh, on that one day, save a, a lot of money. And, uh, I do have to, uh, you claimed that the black Friday was your idea. Um, is this, is this true? Yeah. As far as medical wise, you know, <laughs> it, it's um, funny. Like we used to close down, we used to close down on, um, Thursday and Friday of Thanksgiving weekend. But then I thought, you know, Friday's really a work day, and all these people are dragging in. They've been up all night, you know, and we'll run a special on these Vitatrim energy shots Yeah. on that day. So they started just pouring in, and I said, why don't we just call it Black Friday Performance Medicine? And since that time, it's just been a lot of fun to run all these really deep discounts and practically cost, and sometimes lower than cost. Um, it's just fun. I mean, we get we, – have a lot of people. We have more fun that day than any day of the year, probably. Yeah, that it, whole week. It, it, the whole it, week. Now we turn into a whole week because it's just so much fun. And and, you know, and Katie's claiming that that's her idea. Fun. And I I actually it's agree. No way. I mean, she, no she, way. I've been doing that for many years. Way before she came <laughs> in. No, I I do believe Katie uh, turned it into a, a week long special. Uh, she may have done that. Yeah. Versus versus the one day yeah, we we've opened it up to the entire week and. And, uh, and it's a, it's a really fun week for all of us. Um, our whole family is generally in an office or two, uh, during that week. And, uh, we got a, a certainly a, a great team that's going to be answering phones, taking prepays. Uh, so if you are a patient or want to be one, um, it is a good chance to take advantage of some, some discounts on pretty much all of our services. Um, so check that out. You'll be seeing that probably. Uh, in the next performance weekly uh, get ready for christmas you know get the aesthetic stuff for gifts that's a lot of fun too um all right so angela asks what is the best way to alkalinize your body i've read disease cannot thrive in an alkaline environment obviously plant-based diet but other options baking soda asparagus supplements what's your thoughts on that i wish i had a middle name of funk that's the coolest name i love it you know funk I think that's cool. I think that's Funky, super cool. Funkadelic. It reminds yeah. me of when I was in college. The funk music. Anybody <laughs> knows what that means. Nobody's that old, except for me. I've heard of Bring the Funk, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Bring the Funk. Mm -hmm. It's a great, great name. I like it. Um, the stuff you mentioned is, is great. A lot of people will take a piece of pH paper. You can get it at any, any 
health food store and see how acidic your body is. Certainly avoid acidy foods. As, you know, get a low acid coffee like I do. Drink it. Uh, baking soda. Um, I, believe it or not, apple cider vinegar, I think, helps to alkalize it. Um, asparagus, yeah. A lot of people do that. Uh, asparagus, that's why people's urine smells really funky. That's a good one uh, with asparagus. That's a good one for Angela Funk. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of true. People sometimes will um, drink this alkaline water also. I yep. haven't really, I haven't read a lot of reports that says it really works or not. But um, and, and obviously the plant-based diet is really a, the best way to do it. Just avoid a lot of um, junk food for one thing. And make sure your stomach is, get some good, Probiotics and prebiotics is a good way to kind of uh, make sure your gut microbiome is functioning well. And you're going to kind of know it by the way you feel. If your body's too acidic, it's it's inflammatory, and you're going to feel it. So curcumin's another good thing you can do, I think, to help alkalize your body. Um, so anything that acts as a, as a natural anti-inflammatory. Um, and just drink a lot of water, avoiding any kind of sodas and carbonated beverages is good. For the um, people such as myself, what, what does that mean to alkalize your body? What does that mean? Just bring it just you means to eat things to bring the acidity of your overall body uh, lower, okay. higher. Alkaline is higher, acidity is lower. It's all about pH. Okay. You know, and you the want no, of acidity of your body. And you don't want um, no, you, you still want some acid. And I think that's where a lot of the. Uh, oh, you need some stomach acid to digest your food for sure. Okay. Yeah. But uh, great question. Thank you for that uh, question, Angela. And then we're going to get uh, Brandy's question up here. Uh, what is your opinion on sodium chloride as a supplement or in supplements? I like it, you know. I know Brandy's mentioned that to me before, and uh, I've never taken it. Um, but, you know, it's a little different than sodium chloride uh, by a few uh, atoms on the end of those carbon uh, hydrogen molecules. How it works, I don't know. Brandy probably knows more about it than I do. But, um, you know, that may be a kind of a good way to alkalize your body, too. I don't know. And that's probably what she's getting at. All right. Thank you. But it does. And you can measure it through taking your pH in, in your mouth to see if it helps. Okay. Let's go to uh, Lisa's question here. Uh, what should a strong antibody level be? Is a level of 675 uh, UML strong? Yeah. You're talking about code antibodies. Uh, yeah, that's a great level. That's a great level. Very strong. Anything... You know, I mean, anything in the positive means you've had COVID. And I like to see it. Um, gosh, if you have anything above 200, that's a really good one. So, yeah, that's awesome. Um, uh, this is probably a question many are, are thinking. Uh, why is it that physicians can treat children under 12 with ivermectin for head lice, but can't give them ivermectin for COVID? Uh, that might just be a comment. Uh but uh, do you know of uh, of an answer to that? Uh, you, yeah, you can give them for COVID. It's just, you know, that's a great point because, I mean, like I said before, we treat little kids with this, with ivermectin. It's very safe. So you can. You just have to use it weight-based, you know. So you definitely can. I don't know many pediatricians that are doing it, but um, I know we've treated we treated younger kids under 10 with it. We just don't treat, you know, babies and things and, and young kids. We, I don't, you know, we usually don't treat anything that's uh, under school age just because, you know, they've got a lot of other stuff going on. They should be treated by a pediatrician, but, uh, in my opinion. But, yeah, certainly the other age group can use low doses of ivermectin for treatment. Uh, great. Great comment. 
Um, thank you for that, Beverly. Um, Quinn asks, what are your thoughts on colostrum for helping with immune system for long haulers and just for regular use? I like colostrum. I took it for a while when my gut was kind of upset before I got on digest shield. Um, but yeah, I mean, colostrum is really good. It's usually bovine colostrum, mother's milk, they call it. But uh, gosh, it's got so much stuff in it that's good for you. If you can uh, take it on a regular basis, I'm all for it. Just listen to your gut. Um, definitely can help your immune system. All kinds of good antibodies in there. That's very helpful. Mm -hmm. All right, let's get to um, uh, Beulah's question. I have autoimmune diseases and have had fever, headache, cough, and fatigue for three weeks. Had a negative COVID test but lost smell and taste two weeks in. Is there a blood test you do to confirm and see what else I should be taking in addition to ivermectin? Uh, it kind of sounds like they, they might have COVID there. Sounds like they, they have COVID. Um, I, I keep repeating the test. I mean, I've had some people do five negatives in a row and then it's positive. Those tests are not that great. Uh, certainly, probably the PCR is more um, accurate than just the rapid, but... The other thing I would do is after this is over in about a month, check your antibody levels and see if you had it. There's, I don't, we don't do any blood testing for it. Um, you know, I don't know where you could get those, but um, yeah, in addition to ivermectin, of course, zinc, uh, quercetin, not right when you take the ivermectin, but take uh, quercetin, take D, high dose D, 50,000 a day for at least five days, take a high dose C, um, take an H1 and H2 blocker like Pepsid and Zyrtec are my favorites. Um, take uh, an aspirin every day to prevent blood clotting. Um, and just keep testing it and then check a blood antibody test after you recover. Give it about a month and I bet you've got it. You know, I, you know if it looks like it, you treat it. All right, let's and go. If you're severe, you know, you're probably not going to be able to get monoclonal antibodies. One thing you've got, you need a positive test for them to treat you, even with subcutaneous uh, monoclonals. Okay. So. All right, so uh, Middle Tennessee asks a great question. Um, what is BPC-157 peptide? Uh, Robin, Robin, of course, is our uh, nurse practitioner in the Knoxville office. Shout out to Robin and explain this, her show on outside the box um robin is putting me on this for loss of taste and smell uh any side effects i've never I, the only side effect i've ever seen from bpc 157 uh, which stands for body protection complex number 157 that probably means, means it has 157 uh, amino acids in it of a particular sequence but um i've seen it change some gut microbiomes uh seen it upset a couple people's stomachs but um it's a great compound you can take it orally you can take the injections um, you can even inject that and thymosin another peptide into an inflamed joint um but yeah i mean uh obviously robin knows what she's doing she uses a lot of bpc 157 does a lot of gut work and um you know when you lose taste and smell uh for prolonged periods of time, um, some people think it helps along with ivermectin um, and some of the other things like NAC and high-dose omegas. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's just one of the most useful all-around peptides that we have, especially for people with gut problems and inflammatory joints. Um, and it does, it's one of the few that comes in an oral preparation. But, uh, and, if Robin uh, says do it, do it. And also, that's the truth, and, and we, we did do a, an Explain This episode, I think, on BPC-157 in particular. Uh, that's on our YouTube channel, uh, if you want to dive a, a bit further there. Um, uh, Carol says, uh, wish you were in Michigan. We do, too. Um, I love Michigan in the summers, not so much in the winter. Um, I know, Kalamazoo, we've been there many times. Yeah, I've been to Kalamazoo, been to Detroit, um, but apparently... Is it blueberries and cream in the summer is fantastic there. That's right. That's my, right. my dad went to college in Michigan. Yeah. So, um, 
you know, it's cold up there, but God's a great state, though. It is a great you know? state, and and it I is. and and Carol, we wish we were there too. We're we're, we're not there, uh, but where we will be is Bristol. We're going to be in Bristol, Virginia, uh, for the Virginia folks. Um, Bristol, Virginia. We're going to open up there uh, first week of January. Uh, we're going to roll that out with some uh, some fun stuff that we're going to. Uh, hopefully uh, announce here soon, but you can expect us if you're a if you're a Bristol person, uh, you can expect us to be there um, first week. Yeah, of, think about of people January. that live in Michigan, uh, uh, northern climates. As you know, Ben, I lived in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, as a kid when I was a little kid. Yeah, and people up there, you think it's you know so cold and all, they stay inside the whole winter, but actually they learn to have fun in the winter. They do a lot of winter sports and. <laughs> You know, it's it, you can bundle up and go out in almost anything. You know, I'd like to try ice fishing up there on Lake Michigan. I've always uh, wanted to try that. I like that. But, uh, so they have fun. They ice skate. They all have um, snowmobiles and all these cool Arctic cats and all, all that. Um, so they make it fun. You know, they really do. And certainly in the summer, it's just gorgeous. I've the heard. I've heard. Perfect. Uh, I know Lori. Uh, our nurse, our RN, that does a lot of aesthetic stuff for us, goes up there a lot. Uh, yeah. Apparently, it, it is gorgeous in the in the summer. I have not vacationed up there. I would love to at some point. Um, Tracy loves the Black Friday deals. Thank you for that, Tracy. Um, and uh, we're going to be running, I think, the biggest ones of the year uh, next week. And Katie did correct me there. It's it's just it's for a year, so uh, you can prepay for up to a year. Um, save a whole bunch of money if you're uh, into the aesthetic thing and and uh, the Botox, the fillers, uh, uh, and of course you know, hormones and a lot of our uh, vitamins, and- vitamins, weight loss stuff. Um, speaking of uh, hormones, Gene uh, asks, "Can you take bioidentical hormones if you had uterine cancer after hysterectomy and radiation?" This is a great question that uh, mm-hmm. that we get quite a quite often. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, if you if you've been out for two years and you've had no recurrences, if it was localized and they have it all, um, then yeah, I mean, you know, they're not going to cause a recurrence of the cancer. Um, it'd be nice to look at the pathology. Of course, you know, a lot of your uh, cancer doctors are going to be so scared of anything they're not they're not going to encourage it. But certainly. Um, you know, you need to get them checked, make sure your mammograms up to date and normal and make sure you, you don't have any uh, recurrences. And uh, it'd be nice to look at what the pathology was. Um, but, uh, yeah, we do that quite a bit. Um, there, There is a um, is that what you recommend? Um, we don't talk a lot about it. What is that test called um, where you can look at the pathology? Um, it's about which pap smear. You talking about pap smear on the cervix? Or? No, um, the different pathways that the hormones could go down. Um, oh, the Dutch test. The Dutch test. The Dutch yeah. test. We don't. That's talk a great. Of... You know, that'd be a, that's a great idea. A Dutch test is a urine metabolite test that kind of tells you uh, what pathways that estrogen is metabolized through. It's really more helpful for. Um, uh, determining whether or not you're a candidate with a really strong family history of breast cancer um, or if you've had a lot of problems with fibrocystic breast disease or atypia on a, on a breast biopsy. So, yeah, Dutch test is pretty useful for a lot of stuff, and that's a great point. Um, also gives you some other useful information. It's kind of an expensive test, but for the right person, you know, it's probably worth getting it. Um, but uh, uh, well, hopefully. Point. Hopefully that helps, Gene. Uh, we're going to go to Lori on Facebook. Um, this is back to the uh, question regarding uh, acidity, I, I'm guessing. Uh, what kind of low-acid coffee do you drink? I get one at Fresh Market. Um, it's a low... I, I think Fresh Market actually makes it, um, but it's a um, low-acid, low-mold. Another one you can get that I used to order all the time is uh, Bulletproof has one. It's low acid and low mold. Apparently, there's a lot of mold in some coffees. Uh, so if you can get an organic, low acid, mold-free coffee, uh, you can. Certainly, Bulletproof 
probably has the most well-known ones, but there's some, you can go to Whole Foods or Fresh Market and get their trademark uh, uh, blends for it. So great question. Well, thank you for, for that, Lori. I love coffee and I just got a new machine. My, uh, Ben's jealous of my new Jura coffee making machine. Uh, uh, thanks to Katie for locating that for me. But yeah, that thing's great. It grinds the beans and you know, it's just so fresh. Um, it, it's a different. I never thing. stop by Starbucks anymore because it's a, ten times better tasting than Starbucks, isn't it? I mean, it really is. It's a it, it's it's a really really uh, great tasting coffee. Um, I, I I really enjoyed that actually. Uh, during the holidays, I'm gonna I'm gonna wear that out. I'm gonna wear that yeah. out during. It the makes holidays. it in about you know two. It makes it ready for you to drink in about twenty seconds. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, okay, let's get to Ray here. Uh, Ray, I, I currently take metformin and berberine to help control blood sugar. Would you also recommend chromium glycinate? Yeah. Um, you know, I think I take magnesium glycinate, but chromium is certainly one of those things that is very helpful for diabetics, along with cinnamon and uh, alpha lipoic acid. Those are all good supplements to take. Hopefully, you're eating a low carbohydrate diet and um certainly it sounds like you're, you're you're really doing the right things uh but yeah i do like uh chromium glycinate over the picolate um, that's my favorite little uh, type of chromium uh, thank um, you thank you for that i love magnesium glycinate over magnesium citrate which you, you need some of both on that usually um, thank you for that, Ray. Um, let's go to, to Facebook here. Uh, Sherry asks, do you think the gummy vitamins and zinc are as good as the regular pills? For kids, I think they are. You know, if you can't swallow a pill, um, that'd be fine. You may have to get more, but make sure you're getting uh, 50 uh, milligrams a day of, of zinc. Um, Is the absorption different? Um yeah, I mean, it may even be better with the gummies, but um, you need to make sure that, uh, you know, it's not too much sugar in the gummies. Some gummies have too much sugar, some yeah. other stuff in them, but uh, it may make it more tolerable for you. Some people can't tolerate 50. It makes them nauseated. But, you know, when you get COVID, I bump it up to 75, maybe 100, because the zinc is what kills the COVID virus. The things like quercetin, hydroxychloroquine, uh, they are ionophores, meaning they they allow the zinc to get down into the cell. They carry the zinc into the cell, which kills the virus. So, um, thank you, thank you for for that. Uh, Roel on YouTube said, "Can the general public uh, buy antibodies test?" Um, gosh, you know, you can certainly you can get a a T-cell antibody test, you can go into LabCorp and get that one, um, which is a pretty good, um, it's a pretty good test. It's actually better than the than the antibody test, uh, the COVID antibody, it's a, the B antibodies. It's, it's T-cells are a better indication of whether you're gonna have long-lasting immunity, which you should if you've had COVID, um, but, uh, I, we have we use Quest Labs in our office, um, except for the uh, Knoxville office, we use um, another lab. But um, I haven't had anybody that had to pay for it. Their insurance covers it. So yeah, if you don't have insurance and pay cash, you can certainly get a cash price on it. But um, I don't really trust the. Um, if there if there's any finger prick or any other test out there for the antibodies, I don't trust them as much as I do uh, the Quest or LabCorp uh, antibody result, um, which is certainly available to anybody to come get their blood drawn. And I think it's called a T immune test at, at LabCorp for the T cell immunity. You know those memory. T cells. Uh, there it is. Katie says it's 150 cash for the ones we do. Okay, but and if you have insurance, I don't think Katie. If we've had the 
I don't think anybody's really had to pay for it. They had insurance. Um, uh, it's a it's a great question, and I'm assuming that's going to be a bigger uh, a thing more and more people are going to do. Um, yeah. I had mine drawn yesterday, just kind of hoping it turned positive. I'll report next week <laughs> to let you know what what the results were. Um, uh, all right, let's get to let's get to a few more here. We got about five minutes, guys, and we're going to get to as many questions as possible uh, here in the next five minutes. Uh, D. Lynn, who who I'm I'm assuming is a is a Bristol native. Uh, I wonder if she's Virginia or Tennessee side. It sounds uh, like she's what? Yeah, it sounds Swedish or something. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's supposed to be yay. Uh, yay, oh, Bristol would be oh, would be okay. my it guess. Like yeah. Okay, well, let's get D-Lens got some good advice for us. Let's see. let's see. Lung and bronchial good for chest congestion. The ingredients are wildcrafted marshmallow root, mullein leaf, um, a bunch of stuff I can't pronounce, uh, lungwort herb, chickweed herb, organic lobelia herb. Um, what's your thoughts on any of these? Uh, I think... Man, I'm not a nature path, so I don't know, but... Um... You know, so I, I can't really tell you, but, uh, you know, if you're a naturopath or have had training in that, um, I know marshmallow root's really good for that. Some of the others I don't know so much about. Um, we will, what we'll do is, is I'll try to, I'll try to find, you know, some sort of answer to this, D-Lynn. Uh, we have a, a, a couple of naturopaths that we're close with. We'll, we'll get you yeah. an answer. Yeah. Um, it sounds good, like the, the above is a supplement by Christopher's. Um, have you heard of a Christopher's? I haven't. I haven't heard of it. I can run it by my naturopath buddy, and I'm sure she would know. Um, All right. Let's and you have a naturopath buddy, Ben, that's moved. and Shoot. Yeah, Tim Holland, man, is, uh, yeah, well, is, a, is amazing. Like he was... Uh, he was in Kingsport for a bit. I think yeah. he's in Alabama now. He might be. He might be watching this show. I'm not sure if you are, yeah. uh, Tim. I miss you, man. Um, and I need to get and him. Doctor Salmon's uh, yep. from around here. She's really good. With that. No, incredible. Just, you know, uh, super wealth of wealth of knowledge there uh, from from both of them. Uh, we need to get both of them uh, on the podcast here. Um, okay, so. Andy Margaret says uh, they also recommend the Myers Cocktail IV for those suffering from long COVID. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. Turn It turns people around on a dime. I love it. Um, so thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, Carol Ash, you mentioned taking NAC before and after the vaccine. If you have to get it, is that for any of the vaccines or one in particular? Well, of course, we like it for uh, COVID, but it really boosts your glutathione levels and um, in any vaccine, I would take it. And I think what they're referring to is is any one COVID vaccine in particular. Oh, I'd say take No, I'd just take it for all. Okay. Moderna seems to be the most potent one out there, more likely to cause side effects uh, than the other ones. But uh, um, um, Okay, let's see here. Uh, see if we're missing one. Um Jack has a has a comment here. My first test was negative too, but but was actually positive. It took two months to get my sense of smell back. Uh, hopefully you're you're um, back at 100%. Jack um, seems like D Lens from from Scott County, not Bristol. Okay, okay, uh, Scott County. We certainly love uh, Scott County. Uh, and then uh, we've got a couple questions uh, about the Myers cocktail. Uh, what is the Bianca's Myers never heard of the Myers cocktail. Bianca, have you never heard of the Myers cocktail? How can you live in a place as big as Nashville and not heard of the Myers cocktail? <laughs> <laughs> so um, it, it's an IV uh, that is um, a mixture of different things, including vitamin C, B vitamins, uh, a little bit of magnesium, and uh, we can, you can. I'll try to get all the ingredients that we have in our Myers. Everybody's Myers is a little bit different, but. Um, the Myers cocktail is something that if you really feel tired, washed out, fatigued, um, get an IV and in a half hour, you'll, you'll feel like a different person. One day, as a matter of fact, I was telling a patient today about this. There was a day about a year ago when I had, um, gosh, I'd forgotten what I had done, but I really overexerted myself and I was so 
and I was dehydrated and achy in all my muscles. I felt foggy headed. I felt awful. I woke up and didn't think that I was going to be able to go to work that day. I really I had a full schedule of patients. I really, I couldn't even hardly get out of bed. So I, uh, called up Katie who does a lot of our IVs and asked her if she could meet me before patients came in for uh, a Myers cocktail and I had to actually be driven to the office. I never had this done before. And so, so I got a Myers and in a half hour I felt as good as I'd ever felt. And then the, Is the that quick of a turnaround? Me. Yeah, for me it was. And a lot of people tell me that, um, you know, we had a patient today that we gave a Myers that Sherry gave, gave a Myers and, um, she's a lady that has cancer and, um, we've been treating her, uh, with IVs, not for the cancer, but to make her feel better. And, um, Sherry told me every time she gets one, she looks like a different person. Mm, so I believe it. When Sherry was listening to this, she could corroborate with that. But, um, so Myers, it's safe. It works. Um, it's just got a lot of good ingredients. It's just vitamin, IV vitamins. You know, when you take a vitamin by mouth, you about 20% of that vitamin gets in your in your cells. If you take an IV, 100% of it goes into your cell. You know, we get some good doses of it, and gosh, it works it works great. A lot of times we get just plain high-dose vitamin C. Um, sometimes up to 100,000 milligrams. Let's get to a, a, a few more here, and then we're going to sign off, guys. Uh, uh, Beach Flower on YouTube. Thank you for hanging out. Um, how Another long do you... great name. Is that your real name, Beach Flower? That's a great name, Ben. I think I, I love it, and you know, I, I I think that this I think this is actually a really good question. You know, how long do you use the knack after a COVID vaccine? And... Definitely a week. Okay. Um, NAC's just a good supplement to take anyway. Okay. Um, you know, the unfortunate part about it, Amazon's trying to take it off their shelf under pressure from the FDA because um, even though it's been a supplement that we've used for six decades, um, uh, they want it off the shelf because it works for COVID is my best guess. It's not going to hurt you. Um, Let's get but take it for a week before, a week after. Uh, Jay Jenkins asked, best supplements for ovarian cancer? Um, you know, of course, vitamin C, uh, I would say is the best cancer supplement. Also D, D is anti-cancer. Um, but a lot of it depends on what stage you're at and all that, but definitely, um, I think if I had cancer, there'd be two immediate things I would do. One was go on a ketogenic diet. And then I would get on IV vitamin C mm. in high doses. Um, thank you for, for that. Thank you for that question. And I'd also follow the traditional treatment too. Yes. You know, yes. Of course. But, um, and, and Tammy, Tammy's here and uh, Tammy asked about uh, the, the COVID shot for COVID shot for her son in the military. Uh, Tammy, we did answer this. That was actually, I, I think one of the first questions we, we answered, but I will say, uh, first of all, thank you for your son's service. Uh, we, we hate that he's in this situation and thank you so much for asking this question. Um, I think, you know, doc, you, you mentioned Pfizer, uh, was kind of the, yeah, I gave a long winded reply to that. So you, you can go back and this will be posted. I think won't it be. In? Yeah, this will be, you can go back to that Tammy and, and, and yeah, watch the spent about 10 minutes talking about that. But if he has to do it, then do the Pfizer and certainly do the, the prophylaxis like we talked about, uh, for the week before and the week after using uh, aspirin, um, NAC and omega threes, uh, and probably even vitamin C. But, uh, and, and, and Tammy, he goes over that in, in detail, just it's right at the beginning, I think at around, you know, minute, uh, seven or eight or so. Um, you'll see that question up and, and guys, we're gonna, we're gonna cut it off there. Uh, hold on. Let's get, let's get Carol's one more. Someone mentioned Eric supplements to me. Have you heard of these? What's your opinion? You heard of these? I don't know those. I really, I really don't know about that. I'll have to look those up. I, 
if I have, there's blanking out on me. Uh, we will. <coughs> excuse me. We will look we'll into look that, that Carol. Yeah, give us some info. You know. We will look into that. Thank you for for putting that up there because that always cues me into you know things that we need to 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 look into and might get to next week. We did that with uh, I believe it was Prascarol and uh, Quercetin maybe, and we've done that with uh, black seed oil. Was it black seed oil that we did? Yeah, we had to we had to follow up with. Um, so we do appreciate uh, that. So if you have any if you have any added comments, uh, put those into uh, into the comments, whether it's on LinkedIn, YouTube, or Facebook. I'll go through those tonight, and uh, we'll get that on the next show. Um, guys, that has been a a wonderful Q and A uh, Q and A show. Uh, it's been about we went about an hour today, which I'm super pumped about. Uh, we're claiming that this is the best medical Q and A show. Uh, on YouTube. Um, so, uh, and a lot of that is because of you guys. Thank you guys for the great questions and for hanging out with us. Uh, if you are uh, in one of our communities, Knoxville, Johnson City, Bristol, and Kingsport, we are running specials. And Nich- all- Nicholsville also. And Nicholsville. Uh, Don't leave Nicholsville out again, okay? If, if, you're, if you're close to one of our offices, we are running deep uh, specials all next week. Uh, we'll be talking more about that uh, in the coming weeks. No, in the coming couple days, because that's all next week. Uh, you can take advantage of those just by simply calling uh, one of our offices, and they'll, uh, our wonderful team will will take care of you. Um, Dr. Rogers, I appreciate your time tonight, man. Thanks, man. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for, for being here tonight. Uh, as always, we do this Q&A show every single Tuesday at 7 um, we will see you then. If you have not catched the, the, the videos that went up on YouTube, check those out. If you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. It makes my mom happy. And uh, we will see you guys next week. We are out. We love you. Don't go away. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, Please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, We will see you guys next time.